before this really big Facebook meeting, here we are crashing this Airbnb. We slept, Justin and I, who's the guy I went with, slept on this couch because we didn't feel good about sleeping in the beds because we knew we weren't supposed to be there. So we like slept on this couch in this weird position and uh, woke up at 6 a.m. and escaped. So caution to if you put in your house on Airbnb, you might have people crashing it. <laughs> Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good. Thank you, Ezra. (laughs) Thanks, man. Well, it's been a while since we've been in the tag box um, largely due, uh, again, to um, you know my sort of busyness, but we've got an interesting episode topic that I think will be relevant. <laughs> Someone asked me if we still do this show. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we still do it, man. We'll never give up tag tags. T- we're we're too good of a team. I got. I mean, if I do say so myself, we still do it. <laughs> but let me tell you what happened recently. Okay, so okay. I had this meeting at Facebook, right? We've been dealing with Facebook, and we had to go meet them in Palo Alto, California. And, uh, you know, I'd been so focused on other things like these two courses. Basically, I've had my head down in creation mode, creating some courses that I've been launching. That's where I've been. And um, I've been so focused on that that I hadn't really put a lot of attention on the fact that I was going to meet Facebook for a big meeting, which I'll tell you about in just a second. But the point is that I didn't book uh, a place to stay. So as we're getting on to the, as we're getting ready, heading to the airport, I'm like, dang, we need a place to stay in Palo Alto for the next few days. So I get onto this website called Airbnb, which is like a, you've heard of it? It's like that. Um, yeah, the, and there's um, places all around here on Airbnb. I've I've noticed. Yeah, it's like so. totally cool. I stayed in your uh, cupboard once. <laughs> under the staircase. That's right. That's right. You slept under the stairs in an Airbnb. Oh my God, that was so funny. Um, yeah, you did. You slept in the Harry Potter room. So okay, I booked this room. On, I booked this place on Airbnb, and like the lady who I'm booking it with, she and I just cannot agree. I, I booked it. She refunded me. Then then she let me book it again. Then I canceled. Like we were just having a lot of back and forth about this. But we finally got to the point where like. You know, it was decided we were going to stay at her house. It was great. Everything was cool. So then right before I get on the plane and get this notification, your booking has been canceled. And I'm thinking, well, this must be a mistake because, like, I literally just talked to this lady and, you know, it must be that she just messed up. So I just didn't even – I didn't – I just ignored it. We got off the plane and we get it and open up the Airbnb app. We get our rental car and we pull it up and, you know, there's no address. And I'm thinking, man, I can't find the address of this place, and this lady's not responding. What do I do? Well, luckily in the Airbnb app, it's got the street that it's on. So we just said, okay, we're just going to drive to the street. So we drive, you know, an hour from San Francisco (laughs) to Palo Alto. We find the street. We identify the house based on its chimney because they got pictures on Airbnb. And we look at the chimney, and we match the chimney (laughs) to the house on the street. We did have the gate code. We did have the door code. So – We get in there. We found the house. We kind of, it turns out we crashed this Airbnb. We're not supposed to be there, but we didn't know that. Then it gets to be like, you know, 8 or 9 p.m. And I get these messages from her. Hey, yeah, you know, you're not supposed, you know, you didn't get my text message, email, phone number. You're not supposed to be staying there. And at this point, it's like 9 p.m. It's Palo Alto. We got. How did you get inside? 
well, we had the door code from when we were supposed to be staying there. And we get uh. there, and there's like these German people in the basement. Really weird. There was a group of people in the living in the basement. We just thought <laughs> it was a little strange, but we were like, okay, whatever. But anyways, so like before this really big Facebook meeting, here we are crashing this Airbnb. We slept, Justin and I, who's the guy I went with, slept on this couch because we didn't feel good about sleeping in the beds because we knew we weren't supposed to be there. So we like slept on this couch in this weird position and uh, woke up at 6 a.m. and escaped. So caution to, if you put in your house on Airbnb, you might have people crashing it. <laughs> so, to, so you just casually mentioned you had some Germans in the basement. Yeah, I don't know, man, where they came from, but they were there and they were in the basement and they were like living there and they seemed cool. So we just left them be. But it was a very weird situation. And, and it turned out for me, if, if, if someone was canceling the first time and then you had to redo it, in my old industry, we call that a retuck. It's like someone falls out of bed and you tuck them back in. Very often a retuck comes unstuck again. Yeah. You know, if they fall out once, they're going to fall out twice. So it's a good sign to make alternative plans. Do they have hotels in Palo Alto? <laughs> well, they do, but it was late and we were tired and we had to write this. It was just like it wasn't happening. We weren't going anywhere at that point. But the, the point of that story, it turned out later that, you know, she – that we got we got in touch with her of course we were like look we stayed at your house because we were there and then she was like really sorry about it and she gave us actually said we could stay there for the next couple of days for free because she felt bad and she had goats and it was a whole thing but so it was okay in the end and airbnb even uh gave me some money they gave me like 300 dollars in credit because she canceled on me i don't know I, I scored big time i got to stay at this house for free which i crashed and they had these nice goats but it was a whole thing but anyways the point is the episode is on focus that's what we're talking about today. And what focus is to get now we're into the actual episode here. I just wanted to tell you what happened on the I thought you'd think that was kind of cool, but well, it's a good representation of focus. We've gone from complete randomness to zooming in the lens and sharpening our picture onto this episode. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Focus or lack thereof. So focus is a visual metaphor that we apply to a lot of areas of our life and it's not just what we see, but how we see it. So if you're like using a camera there's only a certain amount of what you see in the whole frame is going to be in focus. So it's a process of narrowing down so that you can see some things very, very clearly while the rest of things kind of blur into the background. So focus. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think Act Get. I like the lens analogy because, you know, like with different cameras, there's different lenses and people are walking around in life with different lens fitted to their way of living or their model of the world is quite different. So they're seeing things that are different. Like, for example, if you had two photographers standing there with two different cameras looking even in the same direction, they might be focused on completely different things. One might be focused on the pebbles two feet from their, from where they're standing. Another one might, might be focused on the, the sunset on the horizon and then everything in between. Yeah, it's it really, I mean, it's everything, right? What you put your attention on is is what grows in your life. And a common, you, you, you talk about optimists and pessimists, right? Like some people focus their attention on the good things in their life and some people focus their attention on the, the bad things in their life. And I find it pleasurable to focus on, on, on what's good that's going on. But before we dig into to focus, James, what's been up with you? I just told you this whole crazy story. You know, we haven't talked in like a month. How are you doing, man? <laughs> well, apart from wondering what you've been up to, just the, the same routine that I've been working on, which actually sounds boring, but it's uh, surf every day, do a little bit of work, watch some movies. That doesn't sound boring. Go and eat things, you know, go to different places, explore, uh, do some cooking. Have you been in good routine? 
Yeah, fantastic. I'm a healthy, fit, strong, well-slept, business is productive. I've pulled out all my books from the garage. So I've got about uh, well, a lot of books here, maybe 1,500 or getting close to 2,000 perhaps. Uh, and I've got a physics. Yeah, and I've got a new bookshelf coming. So I've, I'm just sorting through them and cataloging them. And I've been really enjoying diving into some of my old books, some of the, the books that were special to me as a kid and then like even business books. I found a book that I read when I was maybe 14 or so and it was a it was an inspirational book that my grandparents gave me and then I found a sales book that I had when I was 12 and I found my first uh, Jay Abraham book. So it was it's, it's really fun seeing what's caused some of what I experience now. It, without a doubt, one of the most important things that one could focus on is putting your attention in the right place in terms of getting that mindset and business thinking happening because if you can do that, the rest will follow. And you know, there's there's so many things going on all at the same time and if you tried to pay attention to all of them, you'd wear yourself out and not get very far. But if you just narrow in and focus on one or two things at a time, then all of your attention is available for that one specific task and you'll be able to see it very clearly and you'll be able to be effective. And you know that is really one of my strong points is I really have the ability to narrow in on a specific thing and really get it done. However, you got to be careful because there's a downside to that too. You might get caught up with all your attention in one area and kind of neglect some other things. So you, so you kind of got to play that balance. And focus is also about your energy, your, your, your energy as you take on a task. So like you could be focused focused in a specific thing or you could be distracted in a thing. And, and what focus really is, is it's a relaxed intensity. So your energy is directed in a specific area, but it's relaxed enough so that you can stay in that state as opposed to constantly moving your attention to other things. So James, there's a book that we both, that you recommended to me that I read that I really enjoyed uh, that I think is somewhat on topic uh, uh, for this, for focus. It was called The One Thing. Yeah. So it's I like this book because it uh, reflected a lot of my viewpoints, which I'd previously formulated. And in fact, you may recall well before that book was published, my mastermind format uh, really drilled into this idea of having one thing to focus on for next week. And Well, I remember when I read it, I was like, damn, this <laughs> sounded like you wrote it. Yeah. It, it, it felt like a book that I might be happy to have written. It's a good book. And it sort of draws on some of the findings from the other things that I've become aware of where multitasking is like a really bad way to get things done. So if you look at um, well, the, the, the Schwartz book, The Powerful Engagement, yeah, it's about energy management. And then I can, you know, you combine it with other things like that willpower book about doing things early in the day, in the, that phase of the day. Mm. I think that the, the whole, the main point about this is that you're going to focus on less things, but you should be really clear about the goals or the purpose of what you want to focus on. I mean, you said a good example before. Well, well, you were so caught up and focused on what you were doing, everything else fell to sh You know, we had a, a number of broken appointments. Our weekly routine didn't happen. And then I think I, I came to the computer at least four or five times and you didn't show up. And so that that means that if you if you focus on something else, it's really important to communicate to those around you, hey, count me out or I'm off air or I'm just doing this thing and I'll see you in a couple of months or whatever. So the more focus you put on one thing, the less you can put on something else. And the more sharp 
an image is up close, the more blurred out it is in the background. And the, the, le- the more you leave to interpretation from others, the more risk that someone could paint a wrong picture. And if you plan, you know, if you know that you're going to be dug in for a while, then you can plan ahead of time and you can say, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this specific thing at this time, so don't expect anything. I mean, you can like plan for that. And one of the things when you're focusing is like you want to have attention on what are you focusing towards? What is your goal? And so, you know, if you're traveling across the country without a destination in mind, then you don't know where you're trying to go. So what you can do, I've got a couple strategies for how to get refocused if you get unfocused. And I'm going to tell you what they are, and then James is going to tell you what he thinks about that as well. So what I like to do is kind of identify what I want my outcome to be. So take inventory of where I am right now and look at where I want to get and then make a list of like what I'm going to need to do in order to get there. But I know that you've got some stuff that you do when you get unfocused as well. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't feel like I lose focus very often. I, I would say that's my strong point. Uh, other people have described it as machine-like. Do you think that's because you set your systems up so effectively up front, or I've paid a lot more attention to it than others? You know, like it, it was. I can't relate so well to people who get out of routine because I've put so much focus on learning about it and understanding it and then implementing it. And I also am a good communicator, so I'm really clear at communicating uh, with those around me to help them understand where I'm at and I can see where they're at. But I think that's a practice skill and I I would suggest a lot of it came from managing a large team of people. I had to improve my awareness of other people because I was responsible for like 70 of them (laughs) at once. I had to know what's going on. And in a highly pressurized environment like a Mercedes-Benz dealership with sales targets and bosses and uh, a lot of objectives all at once, you have to partition it down. You've got to get good at those skills and you have to have discipline. And I'd say I have more discipline than others. But there are tools that you can use to help you, to, to aid and assist. And I found that I went through a phase after working in that pressurized environment where I thought that, that freedom and, and entrepreneur uh, traits were the fact that I no longer have to have a routine and I no longer have to be beholden to other people's schedules. But that is not effective and what I have found is that having a routine and using uh, a system gets you the highest productivity but also the most courtesy to others. Absolutely, man. And on that note, there's a tool that I've been using lately that's really, really been helpful to me. First of all, Evernote, right? Like you, you get, I wasn't using Evernote before I, I came on board with you. Uh, you got me on Evernote and that's been awesome. But I've been using one. We were, we were using... Um, Basecamp for project management, and then we'd moved over to Maven Link for project management, and now we're on to one called Lean Kit, and it's like that Kanban system where you got like uh, you know lanes and cards. And I gotta say, man, Lean Kit, L E A N K I T, has been has revolutionized our ability to manage multiple product projects at scale. So it's like not so effective if you've only got like one thing you're doing, one business, but if you've got one or if you've got more than one project happening or even more than one project in a specific business, then it's really really effective. It's called Lean Kit. You should check it out, listener. Uh, it, I really really like it for it's 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 what we're using now for task management and project management, and I really really love it. Yeah, so... Um, Any new tools that you're using, dude? <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, I don't use a project management tool. I'm not. I'm protected from having to be involved in that. I'm a layer back. I use email. So I just email my team and they do the project management. So It is true. You've got the most 
well-trained team ever. So I, th- uh, I think uh, from uh, thank you by the way. I think from from one of my learning curves was to 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 step back from having to be caught up in that stuff because I don't I don't love those tools. I don't work effectively with them, and I think a lot of people don't. And what I did learn having a team is that. It was way better when I let them choose the tools that they want because I found that sometimes I would get a tool and we'd use it and then I'd find they're using a different tool in the background to actually do the business but then updating the tool that I wanted to use because they thought that I wanted to see the reports and stuff. And like, well, I don't have this tool for me. It's for you. So just I'll tell you what, you do your own thing and I'm just going to email you from now on and that that was so much easier. So the main tools that I use are, are pretty straightforward. I'm using... Go to uh, meeting and go to webinar, uh, depending on on for what purpose. But uh, go to meeting is what I use to talk to my customers, and it's a really good tool because it has the ability for people to dial in or use it on a portable device. They can use it on low bandwidth, and they can use it on a computer. So it's that's a nice sort of tool for communication. But for me, for for being focused with uh, personal organization and stuff. I'm using schedule once rather than have a an open calendar seven days a week. And let's let's be honest, dude. You tried time trade, didn't like it. It's sucked. Yeah. And I'm still on time trade, so I got to get off of it. Well, uh, it might not for you because you're in the eastern United States, but it was um, it was conflicting with time. And we're talking about focus here. When you focus on something – it means something else is missing. So make sure that you've got your bases covered on a, on a general scheme. So when I'm looking to get focus, I'm trying to put a contingency in place for the things I'm not focused on. And one of the, the lessons I've learned having a team is that um, I've actually got one of my team members, her job is to be curious and it's to go around the business looking for things that I can't see or that I'm not focused on right now. Is somebody unhappy and needs to be in a, a different role does someone need training are we um have we dropped or slipped one of the results that we used to get that we've stopped doing for some reason so it and and i learned probably the most about this from having a boss who was just hardcore and he had the ability to focus with massive intensity and there was nothing relaxed about it <laughs> massive intensity on whatever was not happening the right way whatever that was whether it was a speck of dust on the floor whether it was grime on a, on a car whether it was the sales results had dipped Where, wherever he wherever he would focus he would just drill down and if you weren't aware of it you'd get nailed so i built this sort of radar awareness thing of okay what's he going to find next and that's what happens in our life whatever you're not focused on is likely to slip away so how do you stop that happening? One, a nice simple old school tool is a whiteboard. I actually have – you'll think this is funny, Ezra. If I have my surfboard in for a ding repair or something, I just write it on the whiteboard so that I don't forget where my board is in case you know I forget to pick it up sometime. You know, like if you go to a dry cleaner's, a lot of the time they have all this stuff that people forgot to come and collect. Oh, yeah. I've left stuff at dry cleaner's for a while. I bet you have. I'm sure many people have. <laughs> no, but so you put on the whiteboard and you, you – so I've got this little thing, you know, to collect. It's kind of like, you know, an, a post-it note system except for new age. Exactly. But I just have – there's just this one place in my house, the whiteboard, where it's double-sided because it's on a roller. 
the back of it I can use to just make a note to myself. And once I've written it down, I'm pretty happy that it's that it's covered and I can release it from my focal point. That's just like a catch-all. So you have a catch-all in place to make sure that you get something done. Like before our call, I made a note to send out an email that we'd talked about. I wrote it down because I know that I can just reference that again and otherwise there's a chance I'd forget. The other thing, so we've talked about schedule once, we've talked about the whiteboard. I really like rescue time and especially in our environment with uh, where there's a fair bit of computer usage. It's good to just keep tabs on where you're spending your time online and making sure that it's appropriate to the result you want. You might be surprised how long you spend on Facebook. Just saying. Me or you? Or our listener? No, no. Just you, the, the royal mm. you people in general. Because I certainly was. <laughs> yeah. And I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. I, I just get in and get out like twice a day. But I know that people sit there all day. And, and it will show you what you're spending the time on. And we did this thing before like we, where we're talking about this tool and email comes up. And I'd, I'd say that's still where most people are focusing a lot of their attention and it's not good and and I do this little exercise if you were able to release yourself from all email if you had no email to do today tomorrow the next day you would probably pick up three or four hours a day and I'm being kind you probably pick up three or four hours a day to do something else so just realize how big a deal that that really is so just having a monitoring tool uh, just to be aware of what you're doing helps you self-correct and that allows you to spend the time where you need it. And and that's why focus is your best friend and your worst enemy <laughs> because when you are focused, the deeper you drill down and the more prone to this you are, the more likely it is that something else is falling away. So remember to you know just keep perspective occasionally have a glance around see what what what's going on and then pop back into your focus zone and that's why putting focus chunks is good you can put blocks just focus on one thing and only one thing and then release again and have a rest and just you know get back in it so things like centering yourself you could be yoga or surfing or whatever having an activity that you do every day to center exactly Having something that you do in between uh, cycles is really, really helpful. A meditation. And that's where you usually get the little aha, the little, oh, oh, I should check the thing. Or I've, oh, it reminds me I've got to speak to such and such. Or gee. Even just having a walk, you know, a quick little 10-minute walk or something like that. That's been really effective for me. I've been breaking up my, my individual cycles with some kind of a break and, uh, you know, breaking focus and then refocusing again. So biggest strength and your biggest weakness if you're not careful, uh, as you've seen with me over the last couple months, right? I spent the last week basically catching up on stuff and, and basically getting in place two new folks in my organization who are essentially in the role of project manager so that we don't, you know, if, if, if this type of thing happens again where I have to focus on something for a prolonged period of time, that, that other stuff doesn't um, get dropped. So that can help you too. So, and, and I'd say for a number of years, I was too focused on computer time and like really focused on making money and building a business and that's why I started surfing at, a, at an older age than what I could have done I didn't I didn't have a faith it didn't have so much balance before that I was uh, focusing on you know fitness or recreation or fun I was you know hardcore focused on just that 
business stuff. And I think, you know, students certainly don't have to go through that phase as badly as I did. And I'm really aware of it now. And uh, so whatever, wherever we're at, there's probably things that we could focus on more and, and have more awareness of than where we're at now. And it'll be different for every person. I think that's a really good point that like, your business should not have 100% of your focus, right? What about your your intimate relationships that actually bring you fulfillment in life? What about your, you know, going out and enjoying yourself? What about your body? Like there's all these areas of your life that you can put energy and attention on on a daily basis and the more like balanced you are, the the more pleasurable your life will be. So that's it. So when you're working out what to focus on, it's absolutely critical that you tie it in with the result you want because, you know, what's the point of having a lot of money but no relationship or being super famous but then hating yourself or, you know, there's, there's so many examples of people who have had obsessive fo- focus to, to a point of fault almost uh, where they're, they're just over the top and, and then they don't even like what they get. And Henry Ford did that, that when he wanted a thousand cars a day from his factory. He was so focused on that. That was the driving ambition. And when he got there, he hated it and he hated himself for what he'd built. And it was this human factory of labor that was, that was, um, that disgusted him. <laughs> That's pretty heavy, man. <laughs> Yeah, it is heavy, but I, I mean, I've I've seen this role played out several times, and people are focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, ultimately, first and foremost, put some attention on what's going to make you a happy person, and go and do that, and then focus on your work and stuff like that. You know, like have some attention on on your own personal pleasure, because ultimately, you're making the world a better place. If you can figure out how to be a happy person, you've done something good for the world. Because there's not a whole lot of people who you know feel really good, so. And then you have surplus to help other folks feel better about themselves. All right, let's roll Carol. I think it's time to roll Carol. Let's roll her. Weekly willpower wager. For new listeners, they probably don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Carol is a superstar. We've had auditions and, uh, and you know, we've, we've all agreed that, that Carol has added a lot of personality to think at get. She really just, she's threw the gauntlet down, bro. Nobody has touched her. Okay, so the willpower wager. Take a look around in your life. Look for an area where you feel unfocused. What is an area of your life that you can have a little more focus in? Take inventory of what you have in that area and where you are specifically. Make a note of what you want. What is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And then make a list of what it's going to take to get there. And sometime over the next seven days, spend your first hour moving in that direction. That's your willpower wager for this week. Can you can you, can you do that little process on yourself? Um, I'm saying this because I did this uh, over the course of the last week. I just did this over and over for different areas of my life. Okay, where am I? Where am I not? Don't have. Where don't I have focus? Okay, what do I? Where am I in this spot? What is my agenda here? What's my goal? What do I already have? What is it going to take me to get there? And then, okay, you know, I'm going to spend some time in this direction. Or no, Boris is going to spend some time in this direction. So, a very, very powerful framework that I've been using. That's a cool name, Boris. That's a strong name, Boris. Yeah, yeah, Boris the animal, dude. <laughs> He's a good dude. So news and updates. What's going on in the world? Well, I took James Tramco's advice. I launched a membership program for my 
um, my blog, my marketing blog at smartmarketer.com, and I now have something called the community. We did our initial launch. We didn't. We just sent an email out to our subscribers, but it went really well. Very cool little um, uh, forum. And thanks so much for the Zen Foro advice. By the way, man, we spent probably we went through V Bulletin. Uh, what's the other one we had? We had. Uh, uh, I don't know. We IP Power Envision Powerboard Buddy Press. I think we had built this thing like four times before you uh, said we should use V Bullet or Zen Foro. So we finally got it right, and it's really good, and we're happy about it. So that's cool. Nice. Okay, and oh, you got a, an event coming up? Yeah, I got an event happening in Austin, Texas, which where I am moving. By the way, big news just happened. Decided last week or like, you know, maybe a week before that, but like really, really recent and sort of haven't really announced it publicly, but we are leaving New York, which is kind of a big deal because my whole life has been here, man. I've been here for the last, like basically nine or 10 years and I grew up here and anyways, a lot of, a lot of reasons. Hang on, hang on a second. Didn't you grow up in San Francisco and Hawaii? Well, yes I did, but I like, I, so that's the other whole life. I, well, okay. <laughs> and so you grew up there if too. If you look at my life, right? I've spent about a third of it in California, a third of it in Hawaii, and a third of it in New York. And the most recent third of it, uh, when I've been the most conscious adult, has been in New York. So it's kind of my – I feel like I grew up from – like the, I went from being a, a kid to a man in, yep. in New York. So it's like a special place. I met my wife here. Our whole, our whole friend circle is here. Like it's a heavy thing to leave your whole community. But it's the right move for us, and um, it's exciting. And we're only going to be in Austin for a couple years. We don't want to live in Austin uh, forever, so we're just going to go there for a couple years. But it makes sense. Um, so that's kind of news. That's pretty big. That's random. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild, man. Cool. I'd be going to Hawaii just quietly. You're going to Hawaii? If I could have my pick of the States. You should come. Big fan of Hawaii. Let's do it, dude. Let's start a think act get uh, commune in Hawaii. I don't want to live in a commune. I've tried it. It's it's great for a week, but that's not the way <laughs> yeah, I live. You did there. a week. You did a week. And I was, um, you know, so I was really open about it, and it was it was um, cool. But I, I think I like my privacy as well. Yeah, you got to have privacy within a group for sure. But yeah. now on news on your end, I noticed that there's been a nice looking website redesign over here on Superfast Business, looking good, man. Looking real good. Yeah, we uh, we just uh, we doing a, a test. A few people have asked about that. They're like, "What about the OTR theme?" Like, the OTR theme is super proven and tested and awesome. But it wouldn't be me if I didn't innovate and try and push myself to the next level. So, started a complete ground up redesign. I gave the team, compl- you know, absolute scope to do whatever they want based on everything we've learned from heat maps and stuff. And we're testing it. And some of the some of the things are really interesting. Uh, and we're, so we're still still learning from it, but I think it's uh, it's going to you know it's going to roll out eventually into an uh, updated theme for everyone. But we still have a few changes to make. But it's been fun, and and the lesson there is one of my focuses is this um, this website, and it's the sort of port of call that generates the relationships and the sales uh, that provide the lifestyle for me. So. I'm focused on making sure that it can be the best it can be. And sometimes you have to try something new to see what you learn and it might be right, it might be wrong. But I think at the moment, sales are up 20%. So I can share share that with you. Well, I think it looks really good. Just from changing the theme. And, and that is because oh, it's got more focus on getting people to where they need to get to uh, than just consuming blog posts. So the blog consumers probably don't like it 20% as much, you know, like maybe they're down 20%. Uh, the bounce rate is not quite as good. The uh, 
the page views isn't quite as good, but the sales are up. So I can only imagine that so far we've learned that people are able to find the things that they want to buy. And I've had a couple of people say, oh, you know, I don't like, don't like, uh, don't like the blog's presentation as much. But then am I catering for the, the content people or am I catering for the sales? It's, it's kind of a balancing act. Oh, I'm checking out the post page design for the first time. You'll notice other things. It's like really fast loading and it, it's, things float and it moves around with you and stuff. It's very responsive as well. If you change the size, it'll change completely. Yeah, that's looking good, man. Any other news on the super fast front? Uh, well, the super fast business live ten is uh, obviously it's all booked and ready to go in March fifth and sixth, two thousand and fifteen. Dude, you're you're like the only guy besides uh, underground to have a ten. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been another ten. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty consistent, and uh, it's it's happening, and it's. Uh, it's about to go on sale, and the tickets will be at early bird rates. And uh, expect if you've never been to a James Shramko event, I think they kind of set the bar for events in our community. So, super fast business, definitely worth it if you've never checked out. Even if you have been, I mean, they're just so good. So, got some cool, um, uh, some cool. We've got some, some of our uh, repeat guests, but also a, a couple of new ones who are addressing some of the topics that people want to find out. Stuff like outsourcing and. Uh, also, how to run an eight-figure business. It's time we step up a little bit and um, and go to the next stage of, of what happens in your business as you get bigger so we can all uh, get used to that mindset. Uh, what else have we got? I think it's time for our comments, see what people have been saying about Think Act Get. So if, you've, if, you're, if you're enjoying the uh, uh, podcast, we'd love it if you went over to iTunes uh, and left us a, a comment on iTunes, a, a review that is. Five stars, please. Uh, or whatever amount of stars feels good to you, but we would certainly prefer five. And if you've made it this far into the episode, then you probably are cool. I wonder what the Airbnb lady would rate it. Well, you know, we we worked our we worked out our issues. We did crash on her couch. That did happen, but we worked out our issues. We're friends now, and I think that uh, you know she would be happy to have us as a guest in the future. And two and a half months from now, when we go back to Facebook, we, you know, to show them what we've been doing. Uh, we will probably try to rent that lady's house again. <laughs> we'll see if she wants to rent it to us. Matter of fact, the meeting goes well, you can just yeah. buy it. Um, okay, Andrew on the episode called Power. Andrew says, nice work again, guys. FYI, Suits is filmed in Toronto. So if it makes NYC life look good, come on over and visit me sometime and I'll show you around. Waves on Lake Ontario are not quite big enough for surfing, though. Well, we could do some stand-up paddleboard. Yeah, well... I've been to Toronto uh, a couple of times, actually. It's a lovely place. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to the next round of suits. I deliberately um, read that first comment because this next comment is like, I don't know if you're going to read it all. It's like seven paragraphs. <laughs> that was very strategic of you. By the way, uh, uh, you should watch a movie called Bra Boys. How do you spell it? If you can. B-R-A. Yeah. Boys. Okay. Cool. I think you'll enjoy that. Is it Hawaiian? But Hawaiians? You know, it's got a similar subculture to some of the Hawaiians you grew up and went to school with. So I think, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, brah. <laughs> you like watching a movie about Hawaiians? <laughs> That's my best, my best pigeon. I used to be pretty good at it when I lived over there. But right. Well, it's got some big wave surfers, so it's got that in common. Right. So Denise on power. Uh, hi, James and Ezra. <laughs> I'm not sure how I fell upon tag, but I'm so glad I did. 
Um, absolutely loving your podcast, but I need some advice. I was hooked after I listened to Procrastination, so I got back the beginning of your podcast, and after four days, reached episode 16, Excuses. By now, I have a list of books to read. Ezra's Smart Marketer to visit, James is Superfast Business, Traffic Grab, and Race, and anything else that may have recommended. I'm almost 60 and a new granny uh, looking uh, work full-time and started selling on Amazon 12 months ago. E-commerce is my future with my own brand gaining a little momentum up until March last year. I'd never heard of keywords, SEO, da-da-da-da. I built my own website, signed up for Shopify through Ezra's website, started listening to to own the race course. Thanks for that. It's too advanced for me uh, at the moment. And when I become a little, uh, when I don't understand, I become despondent and overwhelmed. Not making excuses. I'm loving the challenges, even though this has been a, a 12 month roller coaster of emotions. And I'm not sure how to prioritize what to do next. I want to follow Ezra because e commerce is my business. And I'm an Ezra groupie. You got groupies. 60-year-old, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I got grandma groupies, bro. I um, also want to follow you, James, because you're I'll awesome and you're in Australia and I want to be able to come to any events you might be holding. Loving listening to you both because I feel positively, uh, feed off your positivity, especially when I start doubting myself, implementing the weekly willpower wager, have one more wager to catch up. Uh, I don't want to fall in the trap of becoming an expert who fails to take action uh, and so on. What is a good tactic to... Yeah, what's a good tactic to stop stop thinking that I need to know everything? Well, look, even the giants fall sometimes. Uh, firstly, it took me years and years and years to accumulate the knowledge I've got. So it's it's not an overnight solution. I'll also say that the, probably the best thing that you could do is join a community because you'll get all the support and nurturing and you'll get help on what you should be focusing on and people can answer just about any question you could ever care to ask. But just take it easy. Like set yourself a longer time frame than what you might have set. You don't have to have this up and running tomorrow. Uh, set yourself a year out from now. It would be nice to have you know, a moderate return from this. And, and the other thing is make sure you don't go buying everything you possibly can um, for high prices until you've got the money to reinvest in, in that stuff. So start off small and keep it simple. And I, I can't tell you specifically about the e-commerce stuff so much because that's not my bag. That's Ezra's thing. Although I will say, you know, you guys build a hell of a Shopify store. I've been sending you leads. Those people are happy, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. We, we build them. That's right. So, uh, my, you know, we, we build them and we can modify them. I don't uh, spend much time. I'm not focused on e-commerce from a store perspective and that's where Ezra's good for that stuff and and you would probably be better off in his community if you're just doing the e-commerce stuff if, and ideally you'll want to be in both if it's affordable at some point I actually had someone someone cancelled my community to join your community last week that pissed me off no way really yeah that's yeah. terrible I'm like, look but you know what for that person on a very limited budget uh, if e-commerce is is the front and center focus, then I, you know, I I get it. But I really, uh, on a on a bigger level, I think most people could afford to be a member of several communities. There's some really good communities out there, especially ones that some of my members have started in everything from e-commerce through to copywriting. And I built my knowledge belonging to communities. Yeah, I think that that super fast business membership is a no-brainer for any business owner online right now. For I mean, if you I mean, look, we all run businesses, right? And like 
I cannot tell you the gold that I've gotten. So um, for my business, I, I think yeah, but it's, and it's 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 also you can learn and also acquire customers or relationships. But I was just going to say I I was a member of several communities, uh, and that's where I probably learnt the most and built the best relationships. So it's not like a one or the other situation. It's a it's if you could afford it, you get both. And we even did an episode on community. <laughs> we did an episode on on community, and it's it's just. That it's just one of the core things. I mean, it, and in terms of focus, that's what I focus most of my energy on. It's I have a community of of my team of fifty people, and I nurture and and look after them. And and we're we're um, having a Christmas party and coming together again. And uh, I'll be able to let them know the great work they're doing and how it's received by the market. But we have this in, inner community in our business, and then we have our external communities that i grow and uh, and i'm really interested in in uh that because i think that that is where you can adapt and change and learn and and get nourished it's very very hard to build your online business by yourself sitting at home at a computer without uh, connecting to other people in isolation you're not going to get very far you have to and and the wrong thing to do is to go and spend all your day on facebook thinking that you're going to get the great advice there I'd say go behind a paywall, get access to, to a better grade of community uh, where there's a l- little less noise, uh, more qualified audience and people who are really committed to helping you. Yeah, absolutely. It is worth the $70 a month or whatever it is. So Carol uh, is our next commenter on the episode of Power. Carol, the one who you heard in the Willpower Wager. She says, excellent thought-provoking episode. I loved become an expert in a certain area. I'm on it. Do what it takes to feel more confident physically. I'm standing more while working, drinking more water, eating better, and exercising already feeling better has lowered my blood pressure. All right, Carol. Absolute favorite sentence is, chase your pain point. Are you kidding me? I so needed this. Thank you for always putting out content that drives me to action. I think immortal comment should be used as a banner for the show. Awesome copy. I don't know what that comment she's referring to, but... Chase your pain point? No, no. She said, I think Immortals, which is, I guess, some other person's comment, should be used as a banner ad for the show. Awesome copy. We should find that, figure out who, who she's talking about. I think it must have been on, yeah. on the Power episode. Yeah, thanks, Carol. Uh, That's good. Yeah, quite often the, your... Um, you know, I was, I was speaking to someone before our call today and, and he's just uh, launched his community. He's just reached his 100th member uh, today in like it's the second day. And he's just just reiterated that thing that the thing that he was absolutely terrified of is is where we focused and he's now feeling this this immense pleasure and relief at at getting over the line it's it's always really really hard before it gets easy and that's just how things work yeah look you want to get more out put more in so the more you put in the more you're going to get out it's a quote from uh, Vic Baronco i think that's a Vic quote so let's move on to think about it to our quote section. James, you keeping yours? Yeah. It's during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. Aristotle, and that's, you know, when I read that, I think of a, a Canon lenses that we have, the 1.2s, they can see in very low light conditions. They have a, a very high quality lens. So the metaphor for me there is that we can work on the quality of our lens and, you know, and we have to work to focus it. Yeah, Totally. And my quote says, 
Focus on the journey, not the destination. Joy is found not in finishing an activity, but in doing it. By Greg Anderson, I cannot tell you how you know how true that is, or how that true that's been for me. Like, if you can put your attention on enjoying the process, then it doesn't so much matter, you know, what when, whether you reach the goal because you are you're going to get somewhere and you're going to enjoy yourself while doing it. So that's uh, so such a a good thing. And I was having this discussion with someone recently about you know, having, not having to do anything, like really getting rid of all the work. Um, and that's not really the, the goal according to people like um, Khalil Gibran, Gibran, the prophet. It's not my goal for sure. I mean, if you get rid of the work, what are you going to do? You got to do the work, man. <laughs> work is a part of life. It's fun. You don't want to not work. Yeah, there's enjoyment in it. So just make sure you're doing the stuff that, that uh, gets you where you want to get to and enjoy it as you go. So this is Think, Act, Get... We're focused on your mindset, your behavior, and the results you're getting based on those. And the goal of, the, of this show is to improve your life and your, and your business. And everything that we're doing is directed towards you. Our goal is to inspire conversation uh, in areas of your life that can have you have a better time and have more success. Beautiful. So focus. What is it? Are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think at Get. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.